Hump Day Quickies Swingers Confessions is intended for mature audiences only and contains explicit language and sexual situations. This is not intended as any professional advice. Welcome to Hump Day Quickies Swinger Confessions. Here in the sex apartment, we share our own sex positive stories and welcome our friends to open up about their experiences in the ethically non-monogamous lifestyle. We just met Rachel and Sean on SLS. They live several hours away and were coming to town to go to one of the sex clubs here. When they learned of our podcast, they were excited to share their own story. We shared lunch before heading to the sex apartment and boy was it difficult to wait to hear their story. We're back at the sex apartment. Uh, this time we have Sean and Rachel in town. We've had the pleasure of just going out to lunch with them. We're actually learning about them for the first time. We decided to save the uh, introductory conversation for uh, the podcast so we can get a fresh reaction here. Yes. So, Sean and Rachel, welcome. Thank you Thank very you. much for having us. Glad you guys could make it, and we're excited to do so. As we start out with everybody, what was it that actually got you into the lifestyle? It was a stripper named Kitty. I love this already. <laughs> in Las Vegas, whatever one of their famous strip clubs, Crazy Horse or what, whichever one it was, we just had our first child, I think. I was there for business and I said, hey, you want to go to a strip club? And our sex life was as vanilla as possibly could be. Now, had there point. been any discussion about going to strip clubs prior uh, or just, nope. just fuck it, we're in Vegas, let's go to a strip club? Completely exactly. organic. It was just... Hey, that's I've heard about that strip club. It's pretty famous. Let's go there. It was like a block away from our hotel. And in we go. And literally, we'd already had a number of cocktails, but something like $500 later, which we did not have $500. (laughs) We were so poor. This stripper went to town on her for like two solid hours. Would you like, you know, two or three more songs? Yes, (laughs) I would, please. Rachel likes it, I can tell. You know, from there we went home and it's just like any recoupling that you guys mentioned on your podcast, you know, coming back together, you know, the, we call it the debrief Mm -hmm. when we come back together. So we debrief and, you know, usually your briefs come off. I was going to say, that's a double meaning. I like this. It does. And so that debrief went on for months and kept talking and she's like, I like girls. I like girls. I like girls. And. Of of course, I drove the ship like most, you know, you talked about statistics in one of your podcasts of, of, you know, in one of your interludes. Yes. And we decided, um, you know, hey, why don't we check this out? You know, we want to check out this message board. I don't even know if like SLS existed yet. I don't think it did. That's how it started. And and we found a club in Dallas. Which is where we were living at the time. Yeah, we were living there. Now, prior to this, had you had any experiences with other girls or... Any, any tinglings, any, no, nothing. Okay. And, and that's, it's, it, it's a good way to jump into that and to discover that because that, that does happen a lot. You'll hear from time to time the, oh yeah, all through college, that was something I was really interested in. I thought about that. And then other times it's that light bulb goes off. I mean, even you, Nessa didn't know. Right. My first experience with any girl was in the lifestyle. And actually the very first time I, stepped foot in a club, I, I just 
touch this girl's arm just like as I'm talking to her and her skin was so soft and it was just like oh my gosh this is amazing like <laughs> so in the strip club do you remember what she did to you that got you to go yes another yes another yes another she was straddling me but then was straddling me so that her knee was between my legs so you know oh. there was a little she was grinding on me I was grinding on her it was a lot of fun well, I mean, she was full of penetrating you, too. She was not. Yes, she most certainly was. <laughs> Trust me. I'm I have a terrible rock memory. hard watching every second of it. Now, was this back in a private room, or was this out at the it was It was semi, It was a room about this size. Okay. And ironically enough, she she leaned over to me and whispered in my ear. She's like, oh, I can't really touch you. The, the owner of the club's sitting two seats over. Uh-huh. You know, he was getting gr- grinded on at the time. And I was like, I understand. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I, I'm probably a good thing that she didn't touch me because I probably would have exploded. <laughs> I love the fact that you guys hadn't even talked about this prior and just walked into the club and just were like, hey, yeah. let's 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 give a strip club a shot. And the fact that you said yes is even more entertaining, and especially with no past experience or knowledge of a desire there. I think pretty early, no, not I think, I know <laughs> pretty early on I was doing it because he wanted to. I, I mean – the strip club thing, you know, he initiated it and I went along with it, but it was really more just kind of like, I don't know. Okay. If this is what you want to do, we'll go do it. I didn't really become fully involved or invested in the process for a long time. But you saw the uh, reaction that it gave him. I take it then. Oh yeah. Coming out of the strip club that night. What was the reaction back at the room? It probably was only five minutes. So <laughs> I'm going to say it wasn't that good. <laughs> five minutes can still be good. It could be yeah. good. No, Trust me, I promise you. I'm it sure it was. <laughs> it would be good because we were... Five minutes, five inches. Oh, oh whatever. It could be good. This depends how you use both it's of them. The motion of the ocean or something, something like right. that, right? <laughs> it, um, now we have toys, don't worry. <laughs> have vibrator, back, we'll back travel. then, right? we didn't have uh-huh. toys. There was not a lot of sex happening in my house, or at least that I was aware of growing up. Like there was not a lot of affection. And so my thinking kind of was, was asexual until it was in, when I was in high school, I sort of realized that I really enjoyed sex, but then there was this whole shame component that went with that. And so yep. you just push that down <laughs> and just eat the shame and, right. and, you know, feel like, well, this feels really good, but the next day, I know I'm going to feel regret. We're turning this into a therapy yeah. session. Well, well, no. So I then We're fine with that. I carried that on. Dr. In, Nessa. Into- <laughs> <laughs> Professor G. Just lay down right here. I'll take care of you. Yeah, lay down on this couch right here. <laughs> so anyway, I carried that on into adulthood, and it was a long time to sort of unlearn the shame piece of it and be comfortable. And even sometimes I'm still not comfortable. Oh, it's but. been like the last three years, really, where she sort of blossomed. And we're, we're going back almost 20 years, okay. which I'm glad you don't have our real names. <laughs> now, transitioning from club in Vegas, yep. you were starting to say head to a club in Dallas. Right. What, what was the process that got you from Vegas to Dallas? Oh, just, you were living in Dallas. Yeah, living, yeah. There, okay. li- living there. I was just in Vegas on work. So the, the process really was just a simple internet search, uh, just like anybody else's story. Like, okay, let's try it. You know, dip our toes in. Yeah. Club was, you know, it was a great scene, but we were so naive. Like, we, we knew nothing about the lifestyle. We knew, you know, we, we, on paper, sure, we know people have sex with each other. You know, couples hook up and singles hook up. We knew that all that happened, but we just didn't know how it happened. Right. 
So we're at this club, you know, you're on a dance floor the size of this whole room right here. And there's 150 people out there. So you're pressed up to each other and it was hot and you're, everybody's groping each other. And we're like, okay, that was good. Let's go home. We got to relieve the babysitter. And we went there a very, you know, maybe once every three months for two years. And that's all we thought it was. We didn't even get to the point where we were, you know, if we weren't soft swapping on the dance floor, that was as close as we got. (laughs) And it wasn't until we moved back East to where we currently are. And it was even probably six to eight months after that, before we, uh, we went up to Canada and to a club in Toronto where we had our first full swap experience. So we kept, you know, we went to a, you know, a club in our town and they just weren't as pretty as they were in Dallas. <laughs> you know, in, in Dallas, they we, grow them different down there. Yeah, well, well, we had a nickname for all the beautiful women there. It was the cocaine and boob job set <laughs> because they looked like they just walked out of the TV show Dallas. Uh, okay. They were all beautiful and big hair and, and giant and had, breasts. Had old husbands. And old husbands. And, the, and, mm. and we moved home. back east and, and it seemed like, you know, the donut and beer set instead. Going up to Canada, you know, there's you're closer to being that same atmosphere as Dallas. And we're like, oh, we feel comfortable here. Now, in Dallas, you said you guys never actually left the dance floor. Did that club have private rooms or no, it, was, it was okay? That premise. was a yeah. off premise. Okay. Some states and cities do not permit clubs to allow people to have sex on site. These are called off premises clubs. These are places where people in the lifestyle can go and meet other like-minded people before heading somewhere else to enjoy the physical aspect of the lifestyle. Off-premises clubs are typically bars that can sell you alcoholic beverages as well. At on-premises clubs, there are rooms that you can go play alone or with other couples that you meet. These types of clubs typically are not allowed to sell alcohol, so you will usually have to bring your own drinks. We have not been to an off-premises club yet. No, we have not. Definitely. And we've only been to a couple on-premise. Okay. Talk to me about Toronto. It's really, really nice. Uh, The better clubs used to be outside of the city, actually, in Mississauga, which is one major town over. Now, we haven't been really in the last four years, but most of them now are all on-premise, and they're all really nice clubs. They they have one downtown called the Oasis Aqua Lounge, which we really want to go to. But it's an old uh, brownstone. Uh, it's got a pool on the upper roof. You know, it's like three or four stories. You know, it's open year round too. You head to the club in Toronto, Rachel. What are you thinking as you walk into this club? We at this point, you've been to clubs in Dallas, done a little soft swap. Have you talked to anybody online yet, or is this still going in? We don't know anybody. Fresh, just whatever happens, happens. Walking in the door at that club, we. We were just kind of walking in blind. Yeah, it was. It, we were there for two nights, and we were going to go to. It was actually um, a swingers boat tour out in Lake Ontario, a three or four hour tour. It turned into a Gilgan <laughs> I was going to say, wait, wait. wait. Really, I've heard this before. Well, it's, it's, it's actually a funny story. But um, so this was a Friday night. We went to a club, and it was just a small little bar where they take over for a Friday night. It was very sparsely. I mean, there was 15 to 20 couples at most, and we managed to find the best looking couple uh, at the time. We were in our early 30s, and and they were probably in their mid 50s. Wow. They were considerably older. They were not that old. Well, 
early 50s. They were considerably older us. And they even had like, it, it, it literally was like a fishing tackle box of sex toys and equipment. <laughs> and open. They had everything. We don't have a swingers bag. That's, hey. that's one thing that I always say we need to work she on. She just it's... carries sort of a boxy purse. <laughs> Some couples have a swinger bag. Sex toys, condoms, lube, BDSM items, water, and even snacks are some of the things we have heard people include in their bags. We have yet to play with someone with a swinger bag, but we do know a few couples that have a swinger fanny pack. We have been hesitant to create a bag ourselves because we don't want to come off like we have a certain expectation or inadvertently intimidate the other couple. However, there are definitely benefits to having one. Bringing a swinger bag to an event or club can allow you to bring the comforts of home with you. Yeah, with but all the stuff. We, we've seen some. We've seen people come in with the metal briefcase. Yeah, I've seen people roll in things and mm-hmm. suitcase I swear on it wheels. Was a rolling suitcase that they had. It, it was huge, yeah. and all their different shelves of cock rings and rubbers and yeah. toys, and they each had their own compartment. Nice. Were, it was a little intimidating. I want to back the story up just a tiny bit in the bar. There was another couple that the guy was so hot. Oh, yeah, I remember. And again, we've never done anything like this. So I'm like, I don't know. This is fun. I'm vibing with him. (laughs) I gave him a blowjob. You did? Not not (laughs) to completion. Yes, you were standing right there. You just blacked it out. In the bar? (laughs) Yes. Okay, I don't remember. (sighs) So I ran. But they were, they had to get home for the sitter. I think they really weren't interested. But of course, he wasn't going to turn down. It's it's tough to turn down a blowjob. I know. So anyway, then we went with the other couple to the hotel. That was our first full swap experience. And well, it was her for the full swap. Rachel had uh, given me a blowjob that afternoon. And then immediately when we start, Rachel and this woman give me a blowjob. And I'm just like, I'm a 13-year-old popping for the first time. And so immediately, I mean, that was overwhelming. As it should be. Yeah, your first experience and. So I pop off and I'm like, okay, that's twice in three hours. Get it going again. And it's just her and I now. And she immediately starts blowing me again. Lo and behold, about two minutes. I'm trying to get her to stop. And she just wouldn't stop. And, and, and I, I popped uh, off I, again. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw one of your secrets out and probably one of your secrets. You just love the fact that you can pull that off. And if somebody says, hey, slow down, I'm going to come. You're like, well, fuck yeah, that's kind of what I want you to do. So, Well, by, th- by then, and this is already a topic that I've heard on your show before, by then I've come three times in about four hours, two of them in less than 15 minutes, and it's just not happening again. And I'm watching him, and I nicknamed, hey, forever, he's going to be Robo Dick. <laughs> you know, at the time, I didn't even know Viagra existed, never heard of it, but he went forever and ever and ever. So they were fucking for an hour and a half, two hours. And I just, there is no way that's ever going up again. And so her and I just snuggled and watched and it was fun. I really, I did really enjoy it. But at the same time, I'm in my head and I'm, I'm don't go in the head. I'm in the head and I'm thinking about it. And thank God the fire alarm goes off. It's It's 4 a.m. Yeah. It's 4 a.m. And we were outside in the freezing cold until 530 a.m. Barely dressed. Oh my God. So that night was over and, the next night was the three-hour tour. Beautiful downtown Toronto, big, beautiful boat. You know, it's like like a mini cruise ship. Yeah. And we get up there, and every couple was worse looking than the next. Oh, no. <laughs> we weren't attracted to us. Sing- and we were hungover, and we were tired. We, we barely slept the night before. 
and you know, just not horny in any shape, way, shape, or form. Then we're stuck on that boat for three hours. And then, oh. <laughs> right. just, there's no escape. Right. We, no. we made every Gilligan reference we could probably make until it was <laughs> over, and we ended up laughing a lot, and we had a good time anyway. Just cowering by a railing so nobody can sneak up behind. So you head to Toronto, not just to go to this club, but to also go on this lifestyle cruise, having not had any technical experiences to that point. Had you guys discussed rules, what you were okay in, what you wanted to see, what it was just... There there was zero thought put into pretty much anything. I would just look something up on the internet and I would say, what do you think? And she'd be like, oh, okay. <laughs> and this was still you just going along for the ride? And, going along for the ride. Hey. If I had been unhappy, I would have said I'm I'm unhappy. But I just, it was overwhelming. I figured go go on the ride, see how, where it takes us. But I just wasn't interested. It was, we were, had been married for a while, but it was just, I was in that mindset of like, I don't understand how you go outside of the marriage. How does that work? People don't do that. That can't be right. So how does that translate into your sex life at home? That's a great question. I was happy, but it was very vanilla sex. I mean, there was no, you know, I think it's like anybody's sex life when you're, when you're a couple, it just slowly and slowly gets better and better and better. The lifestyle is sort of just expedited that because learn a lot more. It's like, Oh, I had this done to me, but why don't you do that to me? Or I saw somebody doing this to you and and you really liked it. So I'm going to, how did, how did he do that? You know, where was this? And so it gets better rapidly. We all have that go-to move or that one thing that we like, and we know will get us to orgasm. One of the fringe benefits of lifestyle experiences is that you can learn new moves or techniques that turn you on which you may never have thought to try before. Even back then, you know how you have that two or three day high after having a really good experience the weekend before, and you just ride that for two or three days and you're horny like rabbits. Yes. At least I am. And and sometimes, you know, one or both of us get sore from, from all of that. (laughs) I do enjoy that sore when it, when it gets to the point that God, you know what I want it, but I don't know if this is a good idea. (laughs) You finish your cruise. Thank God. You've had your first experience. You go back home. Where do you head from there? You know, I think we could I think we could almost skip a decade by saying we didn't quit, but we never put our hearts into it or our full um, effort. Yeah, I I don't know if efforts are the right word because we certainly tried when we were with people because that she was still sort of repressing herself. Plus, we also had two very young kids. It was just something that I, you know, obviously I had a strong desire to keep it going and I would push for it, but it was a once every six months, three months, four times a year, twice a year. And it went on like that for well over a decade, you know, where the most might've been, we go out 10 times, hook up with two or three couples and, uh, but Average, it was one or two couples a year, four or five times going out. And we'd like to go to Toronto because we both of our parents were at home and we could just say, hey, watch the kids. We're going to Toronto overnight. And we just zip in and zip out. I mean, they thought we, I don't know what they thought. <laughs> we had, like, I don't want to know. We had to give less of a backstory yeah. to just, we want to get away. This is a nice big city that's close by. It's relatively inexpensive. It's easily accessible. So, mm-hmm. yeah. We had a question when we were listening to your other shows. You, When you guys talk about your experiences, you only mention the really good ones, pretty much. Yeah. 
like 90% of the time. And Rachel, Rachel <laughs> we're like, and I, we're we were thinking, do they always have perfect experiences? To, no. They, you know, I, I, I wouldn't call them all perfect. We do have the benefit of, we've gotten to the point where we really get into everybody's roles. And if we don't get into everybody's roles, it's a very let them lead the way experience. While I will say the vast majority of our experiences have been very successful. Mostly good, yeah. yeah. Well, what we find, and and this is another thing that hasn't we haven't heard on your show yet, so now we're going to hear it, <laughs> is what we find is more often than not, one of us will have a much better time than the other. Yes. And we take turns. Yes. It's And so sometimes me and the other woman vibe incredibly, and the other guy couldn't get it up. Yeah. We've been there. Yeah. I can assure yeah. you we'll have a very average now. <laughs> <laughs> The not getting it up thing is not problematic other than than the guy's in his head. Right. And I'm wondering how I can help. Right. What can I do for you? Which, of course, is not helpful because then the second you acknowledge it, you've noticed it. it, The guy is completely convinced that, well, she now knows and there's no hiding this. At least before I was pretending that it wasn't an issue yet. Right. (laughs) Yeah. But I mean, it's workable. This the couple that we get together with pretty regularly, he very often has performance issues. He just cannot get out of his head, but he is very attentive. And it, I'm sure that it does bother him, but he doesn't let on that it bothers him. He just tries to work the angles and see what he can do. And the last time we were together, we had a great experience. And I had he I hadn't given him, but he had a little bit of pot. And it just allowed him to get out of his head and really be sort of more in the moment experiencing the sensations he was very anti-pot before that too really well, not, not anti. anti he said he had a bad Just, experience in high uh, school okay. you know he, he was very paranoid and i said it's not like that anymore yeah thank the- god it wasn't because could you imagine if he had ended up paranoid i'd have been like <laughs> it would have been worse <laughs> sorry <laughs> Just we had those questions that were popping in our heads. Not a problem. I I, I enjoy being asked questions back, so that's fantastic. And I think too that while most of our experiences have been good for the most part, I think there's still like there had been learning scenarios where like okay, yeah, I don't really like that. Or while it was good in the moment, I don't know that I would go search it out again. Yes. So yay, we did that. Check it off the list, and now move on. Yeah. And technically, when we started out, it was the way we had talked about it was, I really just wanted to watch you and you weren't sure if you wanted to do a full swap thing. Right. And now you're more, no, I I enjoy it far more when I'm playing. When you're in, yep. yeah. And I think well, I and, still prefer sitting back and watching, but. But I also got a chance to watch you too at one point and I was like, wow, that's actually kind of fun. I like to sit back now. Somewhere. I remember but, you thinking in advance that you didn't really care about watching and you're, I, I don't want to sit there and watch you. I, I don't care. That's going to do nothing for like, me. Right. And then all of a sudden, oh, wow, I do like that. And I want to watch that. And it's amazing how you evolve like that. It, it really does. Yeah. There have been lots of things that I've just been like, what? Yeah. The first time I've heard about it. The second time I'm a little less skeptical. Yep. Fifth time I'm in. And then, <laughs> so of these first, fourth, fifth and other time things. What are your what what was something that you heard that you were like, yeah, there's absolutely no way that has since turned. Do you know what I'm gonna say? I don't know what you're gonna say. Single guys. I oh, was just yeah. like, that is too many penises. Oh, yeah. How am I gonna take care of that? There's no way I can do it. And grudgingly, I <laughs> Yeah, that's a good I mean, like, I didn't six like, years of mentioning it. Yeah, it was a long time. The first experience was by far not my best experience ever, but I mean it was really great. It was very organic. It was somebody we met on SLS and 
he just, he, I mean, I kept saying, I'm just so nervous. I don't know what to do. This is, it was probably very attractive to him, <laughs> but it was great. It was fantastic. what do you like about it? He had a move that I can't explain because if I could, we would be doing it all the time. <laughs> I mean, we have a pretty similar move, but it's just something about, I don't know. I don't think it was just that move. That was the whole evening of being the center of attention. Well, yeah. I, apparently, I love to be the center of attention. That was something that that taught me because we had had not had that experience where everybody was just very focused on me. And I discovered that I really like that. I am all about letting people engage <laughs> with my body. And right? Enjoying it. Yeah. Now, you say right like you are, but... I. I- I have my time, my moments. There, that is true. There, there are times where you will, but you, you do prefer. Typically, not I to do be. not like to be the center of attention. Not attention, attention. I like to get attention, just not be the center of it. You, you like other, you like <laughs> other people being focused on as well. You don't want to. You hate feeling like you have to entertain everybody around you because you feel if someone's taking the time to do something to me, I feel obligated to. Make sure they're enjoying it just as much. Yes. Yes. Right. And once you can let go of that and understand that, no, they're just trying to please you in the moment. And then after that, worry about that. Just sit back, relax, and be pleased. But it also depends on the number of people we're talking about. Because I think like when we have several couples kind of all intermingling, I don't want to take somebody else's attention. And I don't want to feel like I've stolen something. Yeah. I I mean, I don't want other people to necessarily be looking at me when they're all there to play. Right. You know? Well, and in that way, like I, I don't think I would be comfortable, but you know, never say never. Right. Thanks for joining us for a hump day quick. We hope this brought you some midweek excitement. If you have your own confession you'd like to share with us and our audience, please call 844-4HUMPDAY and leave us a message. Can't wait to hear your sexy story.